Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. I will put all of the info in the show notes. Please give my podcast a five-star rating so it can reach more people because they may need to hear what I'm saying. Okay, guys. So, I just posted today the No Contact um, podcast. And I heard it myself. And I have to say, out of all of my podcasts, it was pretty good. Probably because, and I'm not tooting my own horn here. I'm not a narcissist, of course. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying that because usually I just talk about something and I don't have a script. But I wrote a script for that and it came out pretty good. So I have another um, podcast here with a script. And it went on and on and on. Hopefully the time will be... You know, it won't be too long. I won't make it too long. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just press play on your way home from work. It'll be done by the t- time you get home, hopefully. Okay, so hope you're all doing well. And today's topic is just to go to the next step after going no contact is flying monkeys. Okay. First, let me start by giving you a definition of a flying monkey. And I got this from the internet. They are people who act on behalf of the narcissist towards the victim. And yes, the term comes directly from the Wizard of Oz, where the Wicked Witch sends out literal flying monkeys to do her dirty deeds. Okay, so you guys have all seen the the Wizard of, uh, of Oz. I'm assuming you've all seen it. And she, that's what happens. She has these flying monkeys. So that's where the term comes from. So, big question, who in your life could be a flying monkey? Well, the answer is not that simple, because the answer is it could be anyone. It could be anyone you know. Most likely, it will be a family member, a sibling. Siblings are notorious flying monkeys. Close friends, friends of the family. Um, It could be It could just be anyone, especially people that are close to the narcissist, which of course makes sense. There's a couple of reasons for this. You are most likely to trust a family member or a really close friend to open up and talk to them. Okay, and that is what the narcissist is looking to do. That's part of what they're looking to do is to have you open up so that they have information that they can use later, right? Um, now, to take a step backwards, you are most likely no contact at this point or you've made some huge change in your behavior that the narcissist has noticed like... You've told them, I'm not coming to the birthday party, the family birthday party. You know, someone's birthday is coming up. Or, I'm not coming for Thanksgiving. 
I'm not coming for Christmas or anything else that you would normally do and you've changed the behavior and they've noticed it. So it's not just no contact. It could be anything that you've changed for your own mental health that they noticed. Okay. And when that happens, they are going in, they will try, right, first to find out on their own, blame you, guilt you. But then they're going to send out those flying monkeys to get the information because if they don't get too much out of you, they're going to want to get it somehow. Okay. Okay, this is a good time to remind you that I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm just one of you. If you need help, please search for a therapist in your area that specializes in narcissism and childhood trauma. Okay, so besides family members and close friends, are there any other people that could be flying monkeys? Absolutely. And this one is, you know, unfortunately a horrible one, but it could be your own friend. Okay, especially if this friend has any ties to the narcissist, like their mother is friends with your mother. And I say that because that happened to me and that's, so I know it happens. So if there's a friend that you're friends with because of the parents and the narcissist is one of your parents, beware, okay? Um, be careful in this situation because your friend should not be working for the narcissist in any way. If they are your friend, they should be on your side and literally say nothing about this when they talk to you. Their conversations with you should not change based on how you treat your narcissist. Okay? But if you notice that they're asking questions that they normally don't, or that they're just behaving differently, or that they're they're trying to guilt you into, but that is your mom, or whatever, you know, tr trying to get you to mend fences with someone who's toxic, they're not on your team. And I hate to say that to you because I know how hard that is, but they're not on your team. And you need to eventually get rid of these people. And that's really the next thing I want to talk about is that sense that you get after going no contact or doing something that puts the narcissist on high alert. Okay. What, what, what happens? How do you figure out who's what and what's what? Okay. It's very confusing. Um, and it's terrible like in my situation, when I had no idea what was coming, I had no idea what to do, and I did it blindly, and I made a lot of mistakes. So I'm hoping to remove a little bit of that for you, so that you know a little bit of how to tackle this, because it is a difficult thing to do, because you're going to lose people. That's That goes without saying. All right, so after the narcissist has let loose their flying monkeys... You start to get a good sense of who's who in your life. And that's what I said before. Remember, you've gotten no contact or refused to go to that family function or you're very low contact or whatever it is that you did to protect yourself. They're upset and they need the supply and they need to continue to abuse you and they need information. 
So you need to continue to protect yourself, especially when you don't know what flying monkeys are, because there are different types of flying monkeys too. There are flying monkeys that have had a directive from the queen bee, right? The queen bee being the narcissist, whoever it is, the, the father, the mother, the brother, the sister, the aunt, the uncle, it doesn't matter, right? They have a directive to go, you know, almost like in the movie, go, you know, <laughs> they get the, you know, the, the directive to go and attack. Or is it just someone who is innocently going to you because the flying, the, the, the narcissist, not the flying monkey, the narcissist has talked to them and boo-hoo, I can't believe that after everything I did for her or him or whatever, I can't believe that they're treating me this way. Oh, I can't. Oh, oh. Yeah, and they're crying to them. They're, they're, they're playing the victim role. So instead, these flying monkeys are not really there to hurt you. They're there because they think they're doing the right thing. And that's something that you learn with time. There's nothing here I can tell you for sure that is going to distinguish which flying monkey's which. You will learn that with time. Because you need to put down a boundary, right? When you talk to a flying monkey and you say, I don't want to talk about my, my mother, father, whoever. If they keep pushing the situation, you have to really... Think about that relationship with that person. A good friend of yours is going to say, okay, I'm sorry. I won't talk about it anymore and continue the conversation and you have a friendship. But still be careful with that person because you don't know if they're going to go back and tell the, the narcissist what the conversation they had with you was about. Okay. And I said it in the podcast about um, no contact. When you talk to a flying monkey, do not give out any information. That's important. Talk about them. <laughs> Turn it around on them. Hey, how's it going? How's your boyfriend? How's your girlfriend? How is school? How is work? Whatever it is they're into, right? How is the church group? Or how is the skateboarding club, whatever it is that they do, right? Talk about them. Turn it around. Don't talk about yourself. That's the most important thing I can tell you. Okay, so at this point, when you are trying to really figure out who's who in your life, it's very important that you surround yourself with your own tribe. And by that, I mean loving and supportive people. The person who you said, hey, I really don't want to talk about this and respected that boundary. The people who believe you and not the narcissist, okay? Or even a person who possibly doesn't 100% know, cannot figure out what's the truth, but they're still on your side. They're still supportive, okay? Those are the people that are going to be there. And those are the people that you need to keep. Keep close to you. Because they are the ones that are going to help you. They're, they're, they're your army of people that are going to help you to 
understand what's going on and help you get through it, right? It's, it's the person you're going to call when you're crying because you feel guilty, right? Because that's inevitable. You feel bad. And that's the next podcast. I think I want to talk about the feelings that happen after going no contact because um, that came up on the Instagram page where they were talking about how do I stop feeling the way I'm so that I feel so horrible and that those feelings stem from what the narcissist has done to you your entire life right the guilt and the stuff that they've already injected into your mind that is incorrect it's a matter of reprogramming your thinking right in order to get past that but I'll talk about that in the next podcast um Okay, so I said in the last one, I also said that I mostly talk about, you know, general topics. But um, in in that process, I, I give a little bit of myself and a little stories about myself. So here here it goes. Here's my my worst flying monkey story. Okay, and this one is actually a little bit. How can I say? It doesn't fall in line with everything I said. This person was actually someone who I didn't have that much contact with. It just happened that recently, okay, so right after, or right when I was starting to pull away from my mother and eventually go no contact, this person just happened to be there. And I think that's not a coincidence. Um, I said it was before, but I realize right now it's not. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a podcast and I have an insight. And there you go. (laughs) Talk to people. It happens. It happens. It's good for you. Talk about it. Because you're going to go, oh, I get it now. Sometimes hearing it out loud is what you need. Okay, so my worst flying monkey is someone who, it infuriated me because she's a person who literally was not in my life for a any significant amount of time or even was significant in my life she was married to my narcissistic covert overt narcissistic cousin and she broke up their uh, my cousin's first marriage which is fine I mean it, it was better for his first wife anyway but that's how I knew her and they were married over 25 years before and they got divorced too so Go figure, it's my cousin's ex-wife, okay? And I and I always say this just in case she ever... Because if anyone in the world that I know has the possibility of finding this podcast, it would be her. Just to make it clear, it's you. Your name starts with an M, ends with an N. You have a daughter yourself. Your daughter has a little daughter too. Any questions? It's you. Okay, moving on. Okay, so I remember my mother telling me that I should talk to her. She literally told me to. Okay, so she she was setting up that flying monkey with me, which is kind of nuts, right? She said to me, "You should talk to her," and I and I and I, not knowing how this whole narcissistic thing worked, listened, and I actually did confide in her a bit. But all that happened was that she, the flying monkey, that's her name starts with an M, 
she told me all of the things that my mother had said to me for 20 plus years that were lies. One of them being the one that hurt me the most. Okay. Which was that I, I, I don't know how much you guys know what, what podcast you listen to, but one of my stories is that I went to college right out of high school and I went to a college I loved. And my mother pulled me out of college after sophomore year. So I went for two years. I ended up getting my degree on my own at a different school, but it wasn't the same because this was the college I loved. And what I was told, I was told two different things. I was told that I was being pulled because I got a D in a calculus class. And then the other thing was, it's too expensive. So even I was being, I guess that's, that's gaslighting. You know, you're being told two different things. The truth of the matter is, is they could have taken loans out for two more years. They had already done that. And I took out loans too. It wasn't all them. Um, she took me out because I was enjoying myself too much. And that's the bottom line. She couldn't bear, my mother could not bear me having a good time where she wasn't involved. So that's really, I came to that conclusion, but that took me years to figure out. Knowing how a narcissist thinks. I loved that school. I made friends. I was popular. Um, and I was popular because I came out of my shell is what happened. And that was my safe place for two years, right? I tried to be there as much as possible and not at home. Of course, it was a school that was at home, near home, but that's another story too. Okay, so she told, my mother told the flying monkey and my cousin and the family that the reason I got pulled out was because they were, they paid the tuition and I wasn't going to classes. And that is a big fat lie. Okay, I have the proof. I don't know how you can lie about something that you have proof. But it's unbelievable that even when you have tangible proof, you have a transcript with four, four semesters worth of grades and a high GPA, except for that one class. My GPA was 4.0 that first semester. And all those credits transferred to my other school. Except for like two or three that they just couldn't find a match for. They transferred my credits. They still don't believe me. Even though I have proof that I was going and I was doing well in school. Okay? That's how crazy the situation is. That's why you don't try to defend yourself. And I did with this flying monkey. That's another piece of advice. Please do not try to defend yourself or prove them right. What they think of you is none of your business. And if they're doing this to you, they're toxic anyway. Why would you want to tell them anyway? Why would you want to defend yourself? Screw it. So they think that of you. Big deal. Who cares? You know what happened. You know the truth. And there's other people that were there. Most likely to know the true, the truth. Okay. So anyway, that was my big flying monkey. I hate her. Um, I've blocked her from everything. And if she ever attempts to contact me in any other significant way, 
she's gonna have a lot of issues anyway because i'm not i'm not having it i'm not dealing with her she's not anyone important in my and I, I you know i'm ready for that situation if she ever contacts me again i'm going to be like i'm not speaking to you you are not a part of my family you never were i never even liked you so stay away from me period the last thing because i blocked her i didn't i haven't seen texts or anything the last thing i got was actually not that long ago for new year's eve she sent me, you know, may your New Year's be blessed or whatever. Because I looked at my block texts. And I'm like, can't believe this. A year later, a year after I blocked her and, and made sure that she was not a part of my life. She was still, you know, doing that. She, I guess she was testing the waters. Anyway. Um, with time, you will realize who you need to remove from your life. And who may honestly be... Trying to innocently and wrongly help you. I mentioned that before. The most important thing I can say here is that you have to beware of anyone you talk to until you have figured everything out. Okay? There will be a point, like I am right now, where I know what's what and who's who. Unfortunately, with COVID, that got all messed up, right? I, I don't have a lot of social interactions. Um, I have... a a couple of people I talk to, but that's it. I mean, that's it. So, I, I get that with COVID, it's been a little bit. With the pandemic, it's been, it's this whole dynamic with, with talking to people and being around people is different. But in some cases, it could be a blessing because you were, if you didn't live with your narcissist, you had an excuse to not go see them for over a year. So... Here's hoping that some of you went no contact and because of that, even if that was the catalyst, was a pandemic. You know? Okay. So why does the narcissist, and I'm going a little over my time, I know, why do narcissists send out flying monkeys? Because in their messed up minds, they cannot fathom that you have had the balls or cojones to stop contact or change your behavior towards them. They need to know what's happening in your life because they need the ammunition to use later. If you can think back at any time you told the narcissist something and they used it against you, right? A month later, a year later, it doesn't matter. They have it in their back pocket. They're going to use it against you. And they need to continue to abuse you. Right? That's the number one thing. They need the narcissistic supply. And they can get it through a third party. They can get it through the flying monkey. When the flying monkey calls them and says, Oh, she was defending herself. And she even told... she. You know what I did? To prove that you know I went to school, I took a picture of my transcript and I sent it to her. So my mother got a narcissistic supply dinner that day just from that okay don't do it don't give them anything don't give them supply and these flying monkeys are just gathering supply for the narcissist okay so I really didn't go too much past my time which is good I hope and pray that you guys have learned something from this podcast 
because I know how important it is to know how to navigate this process of finding out your parents of uh, a narcissist and then what happens after i think a lot of doctors and therapists do talk about the flying monkeys and this and that but a lot of them don't have personal experience with it and maybe don't talk about it in a way that comes through as meaningful to you guys because they know what it is but they don't know what it is and I know what it is and I know what it is because I've lived it just like you're living it now or you wouldn't be listening right so I love you guys I wish you the best please listen to this podcast as many times as you need to to get what is a flying monkey who it is remember it could be anybody really there's no way for me to cover every possibility of who it could be it could be anyone it could be someone you meet randomly but it's not random right it's someone that was sent by the flying by the narcissist and you met them and now you are inadvertently not knowing giving the narcissist supplies so just beware beware of people contact you you haven't heard from in years beware of new people everyone until you can really figure it out and then you can remove those people that need to be removed and keep those people who are there to support you okay flying monkeys are never really going to sound like they support you at least that's my experience so it will be not that difficult to figure that out right to figure out who's who because they they don't sound they're not trying to trick you they're not they they want you to say things they want you to trust them but the trust is probably already there so in my experience it was never really um, too much of a challenge to figure out who is a flying monkey, including my friend, which I mentioned in my last podcast, of 30 years. Okay, guys, I'm going to stop there. I love you. I hope this helped. And until next time.